Oh, hello. Good afternoon. Oh, don't you just feel like your heart is just full of his presence? Oh, and I just find my, our response is just, God, let it be. That's what amen means. Let it be, God. Let it be. Let it happen. Yes, yes, I agree with everything you're doing. So why don't you say that with me? Say, yes, I agree, God. Yes, I agree to everything you're doing. Let it be unto me according to your word. Amen. Amen. It's good. Let it be. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Glory City. It's so wonderful to have you here with us. Lots of friends around, and we love seeing everybody each week. But we want to make a special welcome to anybody that is new with us this afternoon. So if you're new, can you please give us a wave? We want to say a special hello. If you've not been here before, hello. Thank you. We don't want it. We're not embarrassing you. We just want to make you feel welcomed. Give us a wave. Our ushers have... Um, a little gift for you. So if you haven't got one, make sure you have a little wave there. Now, see, as soon as I say gift, <laughs> have some more waves over there. Um, yeah, some information, some ways to connect. Um, and if you want to connect and um, get involved and get part of some revival groups, there is actually a QR code that you can scan at our hub at the back and get some more information with that as well. So make sure you get connected. It's a very good place to be connected, I think so anyway. <laughs> Amen. Hey, we have some wonderful things coming up in the life of our church, and we just want to share with you this Thursday night, actually, Anthony Keating is leading an evangelism team. Where is he? Ah, there he is. So they are going out... Um, meeting 6.30, Brunswick Street Station. Um, make sure you're there this Thursday night and go out as a team, do some evangelism on the street and love Jesus and love people. It's going to be good. Um, the 25th of June, which is three weeks away, very excited, is our Women's One Day event. It's going to be wonderful. It's called Promise. Oh, that get you excited. I think there's a theme that's happening. Um, it's on the 25th of June, ladies. It's $45. Lunch is included. We just do the day together, connect. But we have the wonderful Pastor Catherine um, ministering and the team. I'll be there too. And it's going to be a wonderful day. There's always lots of prophecy, lots of prayer, lots of encouragement, lots of time to connect. But yeah, if, if you're a lady, make sure you go on to all the socials and you can get onto the Glory City website website as well and you can make sure you register. It's going to be a wonderful day. So make sure you do it. It's going to be great. The next thing that you want to register for is our School of Faith. So that starts actually in July very soon and it goes every Monday night through to September and we have some wonderful speakers of the house and Pastor Catherine, Pastor James, um, Pastor Barry, wonderful um, men and women of faith that are going to just help um, unpack and Abby's going to lead that for us, unpack the tools um, to stand in faith for the promises of God that he has for our lives. So all those things are wonderful to make sure you get a part of and be involved. Are you good? We're going to take up our tithes and offerings now, and then we're going to um, 
have Pastor Catherine come back. But actually, because we get to welcome Pastor Tom and Pastor Catherine home and Emily, we've got donuts this afternoon. How cool is that? Any reason for a donut, I think, Pastor Dylan. <laughs> um, and they're good ones too. So if you want to stick around and connect in with family and um, yeah, make sure you connect with some people, we can do that with some donuts this afternoon. But we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. You know what? I don't know about you, but family is just a joy to bring everything you have to with you to your family. You know, if it's a family hub that we get in our day-to-day lives and you, you bring everything you have for that family to flourish. And that's what we get to do as a wider family and a church of, of God is to bring everything, our tithes and our offerings as the Word of God says, and let that be blessed by the Spirit of God and let it flourish. And I think we're in a season where we're flourishing and it's good soil to, to bring your tithes and offering into. So I'm going to pray for our tithes and our offerings, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. Amen. So Father, we say we love you. We say yes to everything you're doing in and through us. And God, we just thank you. We bless the finances of everyone here, Lord, as they bring their tithes, as they're faithful, God, to bring their tithes and and, and offerings into the storehouse. And Father, we just pray, let it be blessed. Let it be blessed. And let this house be blessed, we pray, to continue, God, to do and reach many, many lives saved and healed. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, wonderful. Well, the Bible's still up here. It's looking nice. (laughs) We have the absolute, I have the absolute honour, and it's been a little while that I get to invite our wonderful, amazing Pastor Catherine, because I know that she gets blessed when she goes away. God fills her up as well. And we get to be filled with all the revelation that God is doing in and through her life. And I tell you what, it's an honour to have you as our senior pastor of this house. So why don't you come? Hallelujah. It is lovely to be in the house. I was here Friday and I tell you, the joy of just walking in and seeing everybody is just delightful. And then today, to get to see your faces, it just makes our heart leap with joy. Hallelujah. I'm just looking. I get to see you all. Hello. Hello. Hallelujah. If I didn't get to put my arms around you, hello. Hello, we love you. Friday night we have our miracle meeting. It's going to be really wonderful. People are flying in from interstate to come, um, filled with expectations. So I'd really appreciate it if you join with me in faith. Um, even if you'd consider fasting a couple of meals or something to... Um, prepare in expectation for what the Lord's going to do. Um, It was remarkable while um, we were overseas that it seemed like we were just magnets for prophetic um, ministry. In fact, I will take that iPad um, if that's all right. Uh, They've got, there's one word there. It's a bit too long for me to read it all to you, but it seems like everybody wanted to prophesy over... um, Okay, over Glory City Church, over Australia, um, it was remarkable how the Lord was wanting to do that. And uh, we'll publish some of these um, on on the website or on the Facebook, so you can read them properly. 
there's one here particularly from um, amazing prophet Joanne Moody. And she was prophesying about the legions of angels that God was releasing over Glory City. And... Um, and the favor that he was bringing, and that the shield, how the Lord's been a shield about us, and he's actually reinforced our angelic guard. She says, she says, I don't know how your church looks now, but I feel like you have new legions. You actually have new legions of angels. You have angels that do the work of the Lord, but they're coming in, and I feel like those angels. You can say either one of you. Uh, she says you can release. Uh, the Father is releasing healing angels. Um, that that people are going to come in to the church and I'm trying to find where it is and they walk in the door and instantly the power of the the Lord hits them and they get healed and nobody prays for them. Uh, We've had that word before from um, uh, um, Emmanuel Raj would prophesy that they'd walk in. Um, I saw people coming in. It was like a Catherine Coleman meeting where they came in with wheelchairs, with crutches, with all of their apparatuses medically. They walked in the door and instantly the power of the Lord hit them and they got healed. And I hear the Lord say, my sovereign healing is on the rise. I've seen it for the last two years, that is prophetically, in Ezekiel 47 time, where of course it's not the millennial kingdom yet, but this picture is on you as well. Uh, As you host these meetings, the river of the dwelling of the Lord is coming up. And I see people going in, like right now they come into the meetings and they get their toes wet, they get up to their knees and their waist, and pretty soon they're going in over their heads. I feel like you're going to need, I don't know how many are church seats, but I feel like you're going to need a bigger facility. So I pray right now for a new building. Yay! And then she was prophesying about this uh, Uh, quite a few different things. Um, She says, I thank you, Lord, for a new building. I feel like it's a building that exists already and someone's going to say, well, you obviously need to use this. Be it unto us, Lord. We take it. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I see an anointing on you that's a cumulative of movements past that were dropped. I see Catherine Coleman. I see Amy Semple McPherson. And I actually see you more like you guys are more hidden in the belly of the horse. You're like Joan of Arkish doing things where you're raising up an army of people that are moving like stealth bombers across the landscape of Brisbane. Going to attract young men and women that uh, within the congregation uh, that the Father uh, is sending out in the spirit over the city and then over the nation. And you're not looking for it, but the Lord said, I'm going to use you as mouthpieces because media is enormous for you guys. She didn't know. I don't know if you're hosting a show right now. Yes, we are. Praise the Lord. And in fact, actually, Daystar are opening up now a Spanish version of the program. Um, And they're offering us, I think, 7 p.m. on Sunday nights throughout America and South America in Spanish, which would be an incredible opportunity. So I'm very excited about that. Okay, uh, you're, I'm just still reading this prophetic word. So um, you also have something on you when you're releasing healing prayer over the airwaves and people will watch it on their phones. They're going to get healed as they hear the words. The sovereign healing power is on the rise. Watch the exponential increase. It's going up hundreds of percent as you speak it. 
And that's it, as we declare it, hallelujah. And that's you too, declaring, thank you, Father, that exponential increase of your healing anointing through my ministry, through my life, through this church, through, as you speak it out and declare, I lay hands on the sick and they recover. The Bible says that we have what we say, hallelujah. And I really believe that word that the Lord gave me at your house last night about God's eyes are on you watching to see what you're going to do. I believe that the Holy Spirit has been hovering over his people. He's been bringing healing to our hearts. He's been restoring people. But now it's time. There's such an excitement as the people of God begin to speak it out, begin to recognize what the Lord's putting in their hearts and begin to declare what the Lord is saying and use the authority that the Lord has given us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Gareth, you know how to preach this with power. Using that authority that we've been given to, to begin to do the works of Jesus, that all of heaven is excited and longing for us to step out and do. Hallelujah. Um, people are going to be so on fire, she says. They, they're going to take this truth of Jesus and the person of Jesus to the streets. Um, talking about you, you have authority over addiction and things that would cause people to lose their complete faculties. And speaking to us, she says, I don't think it's you guys necessarily doing it, but you'll have teams that will do it. They'll go into the streets and people will be so on fire to take this truth in the person of Jesus to the streets. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Anthony. And so, Father, I thank you for what's on them. Um, da, da, da. Anyway, there's lots and lots of things. Freedom, 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 glory, favor. And then this is just one. There were many, many words uh, that the Lord brought and I think Aaron referenced some of them and over the coming weeks we'll, we might see we might pull out some more of that but these things we don't take lightly but we really believe that prophetic words are invitations for us to respond in faith that they are not, not inevitabilities but they are invitations that we need to respond to. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as a church, we take that word. Lord, we thank you for a new building. Hallelujah. And, and can I tell you, we had one of our American friends, um, part of the GCN network, just ask us, what, what are you, what's your big need? What's your greatest need at the moment? I said, we need a new building. And he said, oh, that's awesome. A few days later, we got an email saying that they had just given $50,000 as a seed for our new church. Hallelujah. And they said, God's going to multiply it and multiply it and multiply it. God's so faithful. So, Father, we receive it. Come on, let's just, <laughs> we're receiving it. We say thank you, Lord, for our new building. Thank you, Lord God, for more room and no, no big stairs for people to have to climb. Hallelujah, plenty of parking. Father, we thank you for that healing anointing that they're going to come in and they're going to be healed before even anybody gets to pray for them, that the presence of God is going to cause them to get out of wheelchairs. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to see greater works yet than, you, than we have yet asked 
past, hope to imagine because this is who you are. And Lord, we declare your kingdom come and your will be done in this church on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done in this city and this nation in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the revival. We thank you for the river. We thank you for the people, Lord, coming, diving in deeper still, deeper still. Overwhelm us with the river of your presence, the river of your glory in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm not the only one praying here. Overwhelm us with the fire of your presence, Lord. Overwhelm us with the glory of your presence. Fill us to overflowing with all the fullness. God, we don't want to just sit back and be spectators. We don't want to just sit back and have church as normal. God, we want to see a new normal. God, we want to see them all healed, Lord. We want to see your glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We want to see what you have promised in this house, in this nation, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be home. We did see God do extraordinary things. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saved, which was just so good. We've just come from uh, France. Uh, we just over the border from Switzerland where we saw, we did see hundreds and hundreds of people every night, hundreds and hundreds getting saved. Uh, what a privilege it was to tell people who had, didn't, most of them had, had, didn't have a grid for the reality that they could have an assurance of salvation. That the idea that they could have a peace, that they would go to heaven when they died, was a foreign concept. And to be able to bring the gospel and, and allow people to respond to the message of salvation, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to be born again was just the most wonderful thing. But we, over the course of about five, six weeks, we saw incredible things. Um, one of the Miracles, you, I think they may have even shown it on the screen, but um, one of the second words of knowledge I think I had at the miracle meeting we did um, in Virginia with Randy Clark, um, I just had a word of knowledge like you, Kay. Uh, I, I, saw, I was telling the story about you and then I said, actually, I believe there's someone here who's had all their hearing bones removed and their eardrum. You've had an operation to remove it all. You've got absolutely no hearing in that ear. And he came forward and was instantly healed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For those of you who don't know, that happened over here at our first miracle meeting. Uh, for, for you, hey, Kay, it was just glorious. Give them a wave. Let them see your beautiful hand. There she is. Beautiful one. We've got people sitting here who have had deaf ears, who've had blind eyes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, who've had, had cancer disappear. Praise the Lord. And... This is, this is glorious. And we did see God do extraordinary things. In fact, in France, we were staying in the hotel um, just up the street. I did notice they love to eat great rich food, but they walk a lot. Hallelujah. So thank you, Jesus. Uh, Tom and I both lost two kilos when we got back. We're like, how could that be possible after all the food we ate? But we would walk back and forth to the meeting. But... Um, I be, quickly began to discover that I sometimes Emily and I would just walk back um, in between meetings. Tom, he just stayed there for the whole time, went to every meeting. So sometimes we'd walk back on our own. But 
um, we found out we couldn't do that anymore because people would stop us in the street asking for prayer and then they'd fall out under the power of the Spirit and I couldn't catch them all. So, and then they'd line up. And um, so I had to have a catcher walk with me to back and forth from the, from the hotel. People were getting delivered of demons in the foyer. I mean, it was just, it was glorious. Hallelujah. Just glorious. And uh, Jean-Luc um, was just, he was on fire. I, I, I said on Friday night, I don't think I've ever met someone so possessed by the Holy Ghost. It's just extraordinary. Tom got incredibly uh, touched by the power of God when um, he was prayed for. And he's never experienced a physical manifestation like that um, from the power of the Holy Ghost. But it was just so strong and so powerful. So we're very, very thankful. Um, glorious things in Glory City Atlanta. Amazing what the Lord's doing, and Glory City Aiken and Grove Town. Uh, that's we saw Toby got you know Toby, drummer Toby. I've prayed for to- Toby over the years for his deaf ear so many times and hasn't been healed. And in Glory City Aiken this time, uh, Tony called for a deaf ear. We both went to pray for him, and pop, it opened up. It's just so wonderful. He says he, he, he can't remember ever having heard in stereo before. And he, he owns a music shop. It's just, oh, so good. It was so good. Hallelujah. And just beautiful things that the Lord did. Many, many more healings and miracles. But I like those instantly demonstrable ones. They're, they're, um, they're easy to be able to quickly testify about before we have to get doctor's reports, which we appreciate and um, hallelujah. So we're so thankful. This is all the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. God showed us amazing things. Emily just went to another level in the prophetic. It was extraordinary. I, I was saying I got to the point where I would let her go first when it came to prophesying because it's like I'll just add in because the detail she was getting was just remarkable. She'd be having dreams for strangers the night before, and it's just remarkable what the Lord was doing. She's at home tonight. I think she's still uh, jet-lagging, but praise the Lord. It was extraordinary. So, Father, thank you for all that you've done. And while I was away, I hear that the river just got higher and higher and higher and higher, and the fire just got hotter and hotter. (laughs) Yay! Praise the Lord. I'm just so grateful because what that says to me that it's, is it's not about a person. This, is, this move of God is certainly not about any one person. I mean, I heard last week, last Sunday, Sarah, that ah, <laughs> the fire was here. And Aaron, every day, oh, man, even from your very first preach, I had to go back and re-listen to it because I'm like, man, i got to drop the, that backpack full of rocks. That was, that was really good word. And Josh and all the youth team, all of you, it was just extraordinary. Pastor James, we're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for what you carry. I, I think I listened, to your, I listened to your first message in a car somewhere on the way. I'm like, yes, yes, so good. And then um, I haven't had a chance to listen to your second one. But I, know, I'm, I haven't listened to yours yet, Beck, either. But I'm getting there. Praise the Lord. I was using too much data. I'm like, oh, please, I just want to listen. I just want to look. Tom's like, can you just wait? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Hallelujah. God bless Tom. I hope we don't get the bad bill soon. Hallelujah. (laughs) It'll be fine. 
Hallelujah. All right. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, today for Pentecost Sunday. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your spirit poured out. You are so good. And Lord, I ask tonight, Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts. I thank you, Father, that you've given us the key of David. And my Lord, I ask that you'd take us into deeper and richer places in you, in your precious and holy name. Everybody said, Amen. Well, I've been speaking for quite a while about this key of David, and I just can't get away from it. The Lord showed me a vision um, while I was just in France that I saw this door that was so tall and so big that I couldn't see to the top of the door. And then I saw this huge key, and the Lord said, it's the key of David that's opening doors that are bigger than you have yet been able to comprehend. What is the key of David? Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two talks about the key of David being laid on his shoulder that will open doors no man can shut and shut doors no man can open. What is this key of David? Well, we know that as you look at, at David's life, I, I was doing a study on the, comparing Saul and David, actually, and you, you never read any Psalms of Saul. But you read lots of psalms of David. And when you read David's psalms, you get an insight into this relationship that he had with the Lord. And it's quite remarkable. David, the promises that David has, that, the, that he'll establish his throne forever, that, uh, that the tabernacle of David, the throne of David, everything about David. And yet David seemingly, if you sort of looked at it in the natural almost committed worse crimes, sins, crimes than Saul did before he was disqualified. And, and so you go, hang on, I don't understand. But when you look at the life of David, you can see. God, when he chose him, didn't say, or he, when he chose him, he said to Samuel, man look on the outer, but I look on the heart which was why Eliab and others were rejected. God was looking for a man after his own heart. And David, even when he would sin, he would be quick to repent. He'd humble himself. He was tender before the Lord. But I think the, the, the main key that we can look at in the key of David is this connection that David had with the Lord. In that Saul had a connection with God that was technical. You're the God of Israel. I'll speak to you through the prophet. Or if I can't get a prophet, then I'll get a medium. You know, I, I, you know, I understand you're real. I believe in you. I know you have power. I know I need your blessing. But he didn't have a personal connection. David, on the other hand, was accessing this connection that was ahead of his time. And the heart of the Father is for us to recognize that you and I have been invited into this glorious connection, this connection that makes our faces shine. You know, when on the day of Pentecost, when Peter was preaching, he referenced both Joel 2, but he also referenced Psalm 16, which is one of the Psalms of David. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. 
And looking at the Psalms of David, you can begin to understand this beautiful connection that David had. He knew how to go to God. When he had nobody else, he knew how to get strength from God. He knew how to drink the wine of his presence. He knew how to encourage himself in the Lord when he had nothing and no one. And when you can find him in that place where you have nothing and no one, but you know you have him, you've got everything. And God will open doors no man can shut. God will shut doors that no man can open. When you've got his face, when you can behold him in faith, when you know what it is to be able to talk to him personally, to boldly approach the throne of grace, you have access to the key of David. Those keys that have been given to us that Jesus spoke about, that I give you the keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose just in heaven. This, this key is not, not a principle. It's a connection. And it's a glorious connection. Let's just have a little look here. at This, this psalm that gets quoted in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. It's beautiful. If you start at verse 3, I just love this. It says, as for the saints who are in the earth... They are the majestic ones in whom is all my delight. I just, that's not quoted in Acts 2, but I just really like it. <sighs> Who are the saints? Have we got any saints here? Do you know what? The Bible says that if you have been born again, you are no longer a sinner, but you're a saint. Because light can't be joined to darkness. And so Jesus came to take away all your darkness. And if you will believe in him, by grace we are saved through faith. Say through faith. We actually have to apply faith in this grace that is better than we feel like we deserve. Hallelujah. Every day the righteous shall live by. Hallelujah. We must put faith in the reality that he is better than we feel like we deserve every day. That God's looking at you doesn't look at you and go, oh, well, I'll see what I can do with this one. He doesn't look at you and go, yeah, so flawed and messed up. He looks at you and says, you are all together lovely. My majestic ones in whom is all my delight. What? Like he spoke to Gideon, mighty man of valor. And he hadn't done anything. Except hide in a wine press. God says that about you, not based on what you've done, but on the reality that when he looks at you, Patrick, he says, this is my majestic ones. My majestic ones. My royal ones that walk with a sense I know who I am. 
I know what I'm doing on this earth. Hallelujah. And you don't have to have a clear picture of exactly what you are going to physically do, but you can know I am here to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And that everyone I meet has an opportunity to experience the river of God that I'm drinking from because out of my belly flows rivers of living water that are flowing directly from the one whose face I am beholding. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Meg. All right, we keep reading. Let's, let's skip down to uh, verse 5. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. If you're having a, an issue about inheritance, don't worry. God is your inheritance. Hallelujah. And when you have him, you have more than enough. He is my inheritance and my cup. You support my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. doesn't matter whether your father or mother were saved or whether they weren't. Your heritage is from your heavenly father. You have your father's eyes. Hallelujah. And the father's eyes are full of love. They're full of fire. They're full of hope. They're full of love that looks at people and, and can see what they have, in, what he has in store for them, sees hope and a future. Hallelujah. You have those eyes too. You know, my favorite verse in the Bible is when Jesus looked at the rich young ruler and the Bible just says there, a little phrase, he says, he looked at him and loved him. Like, oh, that's my goal. I just want to be known by somebody who looks at people and they experience the love of God. She looked at them and they felt the love of God through a look. Ah! I don't know if you get that, but like to me, that's beautiful. Why? Because that's what he does to me. He just looks at me and I'm undone. I can't bear it. Pray for strength. I'll give you strength to be able to handle my love that's beyond human ability to handle. Beyond your capacity to emotionally process. Oh, too much, too much. No, it's not. Pray for strength. I supernaturally strengthen you to be able to drink deeply from my eyes that are so in love for you that it's uncomfortable. <laughs> That's a happy thought. If you're struggling to find a happy thought in the middle of the night, there's a happy thought. The love in his eyes is more than you can emotionally process, but he's got strength and supernatural power for you to be able to process it. Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. I've set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. This is where the quote comes from. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh will also dwell securely, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. We know, of course, that when that's quoted in Acts 2, it becomes clear that that is referring not to David himself, but to the one who would come in the line of David, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, who was crucified, died, went to hell and rose again. Praise the Lord and is risen today. 
Um, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. You will not allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I think it's extraordinary that on the day that the church was birthed, the day of Pentecost, this was the scripture. That there in your presence is fullness of joy. Joy isn't some little nice little thing that you could have like a sprinkle. We brought back a truffle sprinkler. We did. We, yes, you can come over sometime this week, James. You are welcome. Uh, we had to declare it at customs. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Praise the Lord. Well, a little sprinkle is pretty nice. It smells amazing. But I tell you, God doesn't want to give you just a little sprinkle of joy. God wants you living in a place where you're happy and you can't even explain it. So I just got this inevitable sense of people might call you an optimist, but it's, it's more than that. It's this, I know that my God is for me, that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that I've looked in his eyes today and ah, I can lift up my eyes to him. My help comes from the Lord. He is at my right hand and I will never be shaken. Though he fall, he will not be cast down because I uphold him with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. He is with me. The steps of a good man and a woman are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. This word delight is throughout Scripture. And the heart of the Father is that you would experience the pleasure, the pleasure of knowing him. This is the key of David. Psalms 27 verse 4, David says that um, one thing I have desired, this shall I seek. And it's not just a, a nice verse or a thing that sounds good to say. It's a genuine heart cry. I know, I know that you are my life source. This is my greatest desire. This is my greatest joy. If all I got to do for the rest of my life was to worship you, this would be magnificent. One thing I have desired, this shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to dwell on and, and to gaze on his beauty. Why? Because when you look at his face, his face has eyes that look at you and love you. Love you back to life. Love you back to hope. Love you back to joy. His, when... I was reading Psalm 94 the other night. You can have a quick look at that. There's a beautiful verse here that says in verse 19, When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. Then I'm going, help, help God, I'm sinking. Oh, God. I told the story on, on Friday night. There's a, uh, an English um, ad that says, you know, you need to 
if you want to learn English, you should go to this website or whatever. But they have the ad. You might have seen it. It's a German Coast Guard. <laughs> and the German Coast Guard is, is listening and, and, it, and an English boat calls in, Mayday, Mayday, we're sinking, we're sinking. The German Coast Guard goes, is this, is the German Coast Guard? They said, mayday, mayday, we're sinking. And, and he says, uh, what are you thinking about? <laughs> when you feel like you are sinking, God wants to grab a hold of your thoughts and say, what are you thinking about? Let me be your focus, because my consolations will delight your soul. They'll not just heal your heart. They'll not just take away your fear. They will delight your soul. Delight your soul to the point where you're not just okay, but you are smiling. You are shining, and your, His love is shining through you. Hallelujah. My consolations will delight your soul. God's heart for us is that we would access this key of David, that we would understand that as we experience the fire of his presence, as we press into this invitation, into revival fire, into the river of God that's taking us deeper and deeper in the presence of God, that the result of this, the fruit of, it, of this, is that we become more and more in love with him, more and more free from fear, more and more free from any weight or anxiety, and more and more joyful. When Stephen was being stoned, when he was being accused and slandered, and they were, they were so viciously, demonically inspired in their vitriol toward him, it says, Stephen's face shone like that of an angel. How does that happen? Well, let me tell you. It's the key of David. I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Bang, and he's dead. doesn't matter what's going on around you. God has given to us something that nobody can take away. There is an open heaven that nobody can close. There is access to the Father's face and his voice that nobody can shut. Hallelujah. God And God has shut the door on the past and the shame and the fear and the regrets. When they come in the middle of the night like the boogeyman trying to scare you, trying to cause your anxious thoughts to multiply within you, you can say, my God has shut that door and the past has no longer any power over me. What am I thinking about? Mm, I'm not going to think about that. No. I'm going to think about the eyes that look at me and love me. I'm going to fix my gaze on the beauty of the Lord. 
Oh, his eyes are like an ocean that is bottomless. That is the height, the depth, the breadth can't be comprehended, but you're invited in anyway. It's love that passes knowledge, that casts out all fear, that releases hope and strength and the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost coming upon you is going to cause you to shine like a bright shining star as you hold out the words of life. The word of life is this one who is love himself, Jesus And as he clothes us with power from on high, we have power to be witnesses. What are we witnesses of? The look. When the man was being crucified beside Jesus and he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom, Lord. Jesus looked at him. He said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. When Jesus looks at you, when he speaks to you, his words are so full of love, they don't seem humanly fair. They don't come. He didn't turn to him and go, yeah, I know you're a wretched sinner. I don't know if we can do anything in this short amount of time. And hey, I don't know if you've said all the right words. What he did was he acknowledged, I'm a sinner, you're the Lord, and I need to be saved. And so Jesus, he didn't even mention his sin. It's it's like the father of the prodigal son. When Jesus told a story about who the father is, He told the story of the prodigal father whose son was coming home wretched and messed up, having done all the shameful bad stuff. But instead of saying, hey, you have shamed the family, we got a long road back, I don't don't think I can ever trust you again. The father runs to him, wraps his arms around him, Kisses him, puts a robe on his shoulders, a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet and kills the fattened calf. And he doesn't even mention the sin. That doesn't seem humanly fair or even really responsible. God's smarter than us. His ways are higher than our ways. And he wants to so baptize you in love that you get his mind. That he delivers you from judgment of yourself and of others. And you begin to believe that you are his majestic ones and in whom is all his delight. He wants you to have faith in the reality of how he genuinely sees you.